So, but I, I think at the end of the day, I grew the business by having just genuine relationships with people. Right. Yes, I hustle. Sure. But uh, but it wasn't like the form of online leads. Right. Or door knocking or anything right. like that. But it was really through through cultivating and nurturing relationships yeah. with others and just yeah. like showing them that I, I just I value our friendship and I want to help. I'm Rhett. And I'm Brandon. And, and we're, we're the house dads. dads. Because we're dads who sell houses. But we're also husbands, business owners, sports freaks, Christians, friends, marketing nerds, TV show bingers, and so many more things. Like so many of you, we're just trying to do it all. And we're trying to do it well. And that's what we're here to talk about. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of House Dads. We're glad that you're here. Know that your time is valuable, and so we can't appreciate it enough that you are here and with us. And if you've been with us through this long, through episode one and episode two, this is what you've all waited for, all about red. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, it's going to be a great one. I'm super excited to dive into a little bit about your story. I think if uh, you know, years down the road somebody writes an autobiography about you, this is where they're going to come back to okay. as the core of their research. No right? pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all. No pressure. So right off the rip, just go ahead, take it away. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, those kinds of things yeah. growing up. Yeah, it's funny. If you listen to episode two, uh, a lot of the stuff Brandon said was very similar. So we are different people. Just wanted to put that out there. But yeah, I'm from a small town called Luling, Louisiana. Luling. If you've heard of Luling, it's about 20, 20 miles west of New Orleans. Uh, but yeah, small town of Luling, Louisiana, born and raised there, uh, graduated from there. When I graduated there, um, obviously went to college. I was in that family where, hey, college is like what right. you need to do, yeah. right? So uh, it was right after Hurricane Katrina and University of New Orleans was just handing out scholarships like crazy. And oh, I was yeah. like, I'll take one of those. <laughs> so <laughs> I went sense. for my, uh, my freshman year to University of New Orleans, had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, as far as degree, you know, that pressure you feel as a, as a college student. But uh, I will say it was not my cup of tea, you know. Right. Uh, it was right after Katrina. New Orleans was like a ghost town. I lived on campus. I saw all my friends at LSU just right. like having a football team to root for, um, just getting involved in all these extracurricular activities, and I, I didn't have that. Well, so yeah. needless to say, I transferred to LSU uh, my sophomore year. And... Um, you know, I will say that that is what kind of made the relationships that, that kind of sparked, I guess, life today. But, um, yeah, just kind of did the college thing and I finished with a finance degree, huh. finance degree. That? Yeah. See, very <laughs> similar. Uh, it was one of those like safety things. So I'll backtrack a little bit, kind of growing up, my dad yeah. was in and out of, he was an insurance agent. Then okay. he switched to, uh, real estate. And then he actually finished in insurance. But either way, he was in that kind of the entrepreneurial um, reap what you sow um, career. So that that always kind of stood out to me. I saw the flexibility. I saw the potential of what you could do in it. Um, so in, in high school, I was the type that I never had like the the subway job right. or like the, the hourly pay. Right. I had, had like five or six grass cuttings that I did, like right. lawns that I just kept up with. Right. Made about $100 a week. And I was like high rolling in yeah. high school. Like yeah. That's, that's yeah. enough to pay your your gas, uh, put, put gas in the tank of your right. Civic, right? <laughs> so, uh, yes, had a Honda Civic with Euro lights, but either way. <laughs> um, so I always had that kind of entrepreneur itch and even through college, I had a lawn business, my buddy of mine, uh, we kind of tag teamed. We had, I think it was up to like 30 or 40 yards that wow. we would keep up with. So, you know, always had that just like, you know, reap what you sow mentality. And so going through college, I never really quite had the desire to do the whole give people my resume. Right. 
the workforce type of thing. I, I always kind of had in my head, I'm going to do, yeah. going to do real estate. Right. Just cause that was what my dad did. And it looked more attractive than insurance. Yeah. So right out of college, um, got my real estate license just like, uh, just right out the bat. And, um, about five or six months in no money. How about that? No money. So <laughs> it wasn't as easy as you, as you think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't make too much money and I was like, dang, I need to make a living, you know? Yeah. So this is kind of where that crisis in my head started. Maybe I need to do something else. Yeah. So I actually ended up working with uh, my father-in-law and he owns a couple of serve pro franchises. Okay. Gotcha. If you're not familiar with that, it's fire and water mitigation, but it's a lot of manual labor. Sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor us, please, Mr. <laughs> Jeff. Shout out. Uh, so I, I, I did that. I still have my real, real estate license, but I was working, um, you know, the full-time job there. I was on call. It was very miserable. It right. was like a... Definitely a you never know what to expect the next day type of job, but it was a, a sweat, sweat job. Like yeah. it just and, and part of me is like, man, I have a finance degree, like I shouldn't be doing this, yeah. you know. Yeah. So for about a year and a half, man, I, I was uh, had my real estate license, and I would I'd help the occasional person that that approached me, friends mainly, and um, serve pro and kept a few yards, maybe a dozen or so yards. So I was doing those three things for about a year and a half. Yeah. And it was, uh, man, it was just such long days. Um, and there came to a point where like, look, I have a finance degree, right. let me use it. And so I, I applied to banks. Yeah. I was like, let me be a personal banker. I don't know. So I'm gonna apply to Chase Bank and Regions. And long story short, never got a call back. It's what stinks is like when you do the entrepreneurial route, you don't really have a beefy resume. Right. You don't really have a lot of like any track record. Can't even put Subway on yeah, there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's, I'm the one who you call for a reference. Right. So yeah, never got a call back. And I think that right there is what sparked. All right. I'm going to, if no one's going to give me a chance, then I'm going to do it make myself it and make a way. So that's what kind of gave me the, the itch to just go into real estate. And you think full time. You think that that was what the transition was, was just, you, you didn't get the yeses from anybody else. So you were like, okay, no matter what, I'm going to have to make this work. Yeah. I'm going to create it myself if nobody yeah. else is going to give me the shot. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I went into real estate full time and that's when I was getting in, uh, getting engaged. And I was like, look, I need something more secure. I'm, right. I was big on like, I need to be financially stable in order to ask someone and sure. someone's dad, right. Uh, to, to let me marry them and bring them and you know, yeah. take care of them. Yeah. So yeah, I went, went into real estate full time and it really just kind of, Really kind of spark from there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, it's funny that that transition happens the same for a lot of people. And it did for us. It's like that increased responsibility of like, wait, I'm yeah. going to have to provide for somebody else. Mm -hmm. and, and I want to provide for somebody else that increased responsibility kind of takes yeah. things up a notch. It was a motivator for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, you know, you and I have gotten to know each other over the years and things like that, but even looking from afar, I'm such a fan of your business. And I've always said like, you know, if I wasn't in real estate, you know, between you and a couple other people, it's like, man, I'm using you because uh, I admire awesome. your business and, and what you do. And so take me a little bit from like when you decided to go full time, mm -hmm. um, hop in and, and really commit, like what's your uh, career trajectory? You know, what things have you done? Walk me through that and how yeah. it started. Why not? So yeah, again, I was like, I had my license for about a year and a half before going back full time. So right. th during that time I wasn't, you know, quiet by any means. I was still kind of advertising. I'm in real estate. So I was still gaining some credibility from people, uh, gaining the trust of people and I was helping some. And then that's when like, you know, occasional referral would come. Yeah. And I, I realized when I went all in, 
Uh, I will say when I went all in, there was definitely some like days where you're like, what am I supposed yeah. to be doing? <laughs> right. I don't know what to do. I understand you know? that. I, I didn't, I went solo. I didn't join a team yeah. or anything. And the brokerage I was at had some good training, but I still had this like independent mindset of like, I can do it on my own kind of thing, right. which can come back to bite you in the butt yeah. later. So, but I, I think at the end of the day, I grew the business by having just genuine relationships with people. Right. right? I was not the type that, yes, I hustle, sure. grind, whatever you want to call the word. But, uh, but it wasn't like the form of online leads right. or door knocking or anything right. like that. It was a very slow and steady. And there's often a, a little insecurity there of like, I've seen people get success quicker. Really quick. Yeah. So I, I didn't really hit the, hit the ground running. Granted, I was proud because anything was more than the year before. Exactly. Uh, but it was really through, through cultivating and nurturing relationships with yeah. others and just yeah. like showing them that I, I just, I value our friendship and I want to help. Right. I don't actually want anything from you. Right. Um, but yeah, I grew it from that. And obviously, and you'll get to know through other, uh, episodes that, but social media was a really big Huge. thing for me. I'm just marketing is one of my absolute favorite things to do and just the creative elements of it. And just being able to express yourself through different things that social media played a big part talking to other realtors that were in the, in the real estate before real estate, man, what a miserable. Oh, I couldn't time. imagine. I couldn't imagine like before electronic signatures. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so having to like literally yeah. get face to face with people or call, which you should still do by any means, but social media was absolutely catalyst for yeah. me to help me grow my, help me grow my business. And, uh, but yeah, every year was just kind of like the continuous nurturing of the relationships. And once those like referrals, those repeats start coming, I think that's kind of like a sign of, yeah. all right, uh, this thing's really taken off. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll kind of watch that from afar, but even like to this present day, like you've gone through that evolution, you, you, you've done an incredible job creating and cultivating those relationships yourself. But now tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, what your business looks like, your structure looks like and things yeah, like that. Absolutely. So every year has kind of organically grown from the year before and I've always been a solo agent. And then there was like probably year eight or nine. So I've been in real estate 12 years right. counting this year. So there, there started to become the itch of like, all right, this is getting, I'm doing well, but it's often, it feels a little, feels a little lonely. Right feels like I have, uh, I'm being a little selfish because, you know, as you start succeeding, you get more and more people reaching out of like, Hey, I'd love to get coffee and pick your brain. And in my head, I was thinking you're my competition. Like, right. why would I give you any sort right. of insight of what I'm doing? Right. And then after a while you start to realize, all right, that's selfish. Yeah. There's plenty of, uh, everyone's got to, can get a piece of the pie. There's so much business out there. How can I, how can I use the gifts that God's given me to, to help others succeed? Because the beauty of real estate everyone starts at the same baseline, yep. right? You can start and you can grow to however much you want, but yep. everyone deserves that shot. Right. I think in my head, I, I get a little frustrated because real estate is oftentimes like a fallback plan for people. Yeah, wow. I got my real estate license right out the gate. Yeah. So there's often people who chase a dream or chase something else that doesn't work. And they're like, oh, I'll just yeah. get my real estate yeah. license. Hey, Rhett, can you meet and tell me how to like, it's just like, <laughs> right. all right. It's kind of right. a kick in the pants to, yeah. to hear that. I might as well fall back and yeah. just become a realtor well, like you. It's easy. Just <laughs> like post. you devoted your life to that. You <laughs> exactly. <know? laughs> uh, they don't see the grind and the, the, the hustle beforehand, right. and, you know, the struggles. So, right. uh, but either way, I, I kind of had my mind, my mindset shifted to, all right, I want to continue doing this and help others along the way. Yeah. And so right now, uh, I started again, I started slow. One of my favorite quotes, some of my favorite heard it, I think it's by Napoleon Bonaparte. If you Google it, you'll probably get some different. Yeah, whatever. But it's uh, dress me slow. I'm in a hurry. Dress me slowly. I'm in a hurry. The premise is like back then when they were getting ready for war, they had so much to put on yeah. that if you messed up, you'd have to take it all off and do it again. 
So I'm kind of of the mindset of dress me slowly. Like I'm going to do things in a, just a, you know, slow manner right. to make sure I'm, I'm getting them right. right. Not to say I don't fail, sure. but like, it's just kind of that approach of, right. I don't want to screw up and then have to do it all over I again. Like so I've yeah. kind of built things yeah. slowly. All that to be said, started off with an assistant. Yeah. Um, I realized at one point I had 18 pending deals at once and my entire day was filled with maintaining yeah. those deals. Right. And I was like, I've reached the point where I can't do it by myself no, anymore. Absolutely. I need to hire some help. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get that in future yeah. episodes of like 100%. leveraging and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. that was the first step for me. I hired an assistant to help me with those admin tasks and take those off my plate so I could do the things to grow my business. Right. And that kind of grew into, and, and you can you can talk to her. She's so daily. I'll be like, I want to start a team. No, I don't want to start a team. I want to start a team. <laughs> and then finally, I came to this uh, this realization. If you know what, I'm gonna do it. If I want to, one of my wives is just creating a legacy in our industry in yeah. our field. If I want to do that, then I need to I need to start a team and just yep. you know I don't want to come to the office by myself. I want to have others around me and help them. So as it stands now, have uh, a team, the Sandusky Group. I know it's such an original name. Yeah, where'd uh, you come up with that? Yeah, it's my name. <laughs> oh, actually. Okay, I didn't know if y'all knew it. that. Yeah, it's my name. Uh, so yeah, started the Sandusky Group. Have an, have one admin and four other agents, uh, five including myself. So we're a team of six uh, and just kind of growing from there and seeing, but I'm just kind of spending a lot of my time this year. The goal is to just pour into them, yeah. help them grow, uh, and just kind of, you know, plant the roots and see, awesome. see what happens. It's awesome, man. Well, yeah. uh, a little bit of a side from your business, mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people know you for the business you've built and who you are and whatnot, but you're even better known as Brandy's husband. <laughs> yes. Like that's actually. Rhett, sometimes people title. don't even know my name. They're like, oh, it's Brandy's husband. <laughs> Yes. Brandy is. Tell us a little bit about family, your girls, absolutely. all that different Absolutely. Brandy's stuff. my wife. Uh, man, I really leveled up when I married. I think there's like the, the reacher. I think I'm the reacher. Of, obviously, I'm the reacher. She's, she's beautiful. Um, met her in college, actually. Well, I met her. She was in college. I was just finishing college. Met her at our, our prior church that, she, that we went in college. And uh, a mutual friend, actually, it's funny, a mutual friend told her, hey, I think you're going to marry Rhett. You Come should. And we didn't even know each other. She's yeah. like, I think you're going to marry Rhett. She's like, all right. Yeah. So that kind of like said, okay, we should probably like just, just go on a date or, or something. something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I am, uh, I'm three years older than her. And uh, when we went on a date, I had the mentality of like, look, I want to see if this is going to be a thing from the sure. get-go. Right. So I was asking like the hard-kidding questions in the yeah. beginning. And she was just like, dude, just buy me a snowball Relax. first. You know? right, right. So there was a time where it's funny story. She just didn't like me in the beginning. So I had to kind of earn that trust. Come on, but yeah. something, said, something to be said for that. Yeah, I had to work yeah. for a little bit. So here we are. We're married. We do have uh, we have two kiddos. Um, we have a four, almost five-year-old. By the time this airs, she'll probably be five. But uh, And then a three-year-old. So they're 20 months apart. So we have a, yeah, I'm a girl dad. Yeah. It's funny because you have kids the same age, but I you're know. a boy dad. Yeah, so there's it's... different elements. How about that? Uh, but yeah, we, we've got a small little family and um, I guess I can get into like the, the fostering thing. Yeah, please. I was so, going to hit on it. So, so yeah, we, uh, it's a little different dynamic of like we, when, when Brandy and I got married, we, uh, we had the urge to adopt and um, adoption was like, you know, growing up in a, a church, a conservative church, it was like yeah. people are adopting overseas. Right. And like, look, there's people here that right need here. help. So yeah. we kind of had our mindset of like, are we going to... Um, adopt or have our own right but then we heard of uh some friends of ours who went through the fostering class right, right? and um so we just kind of heard the stories of the foster care system and just like the need there and we're like look adoption isn't necessarily like our priority we just want to help right. uh you know kids in need whether it's a temporary thing or not right so we actually um 
decided to do that first. So we, we actually got certified to be foster parents. And the day we got certified, we got a call and that's that said, crazy. uh, Hey, there's a, there's a baby in the NICU and, um, gave us all the wrong information, race yeah. and information. So we yeah. we had to, we had to make a decision really quick. So right. we said yes. And, um, two, two years later we ended up adopting her. So that's incredible. that is our oldest. Her name is Madison. And, uh, but yeah, through that whole process of, is she going to stay with us or, right. or leave? We, uh, we, we couldn't actually put our family on hold. So yeah. we said, you know, let's just, we'll have our own. So we have our, our, uh, youngest now Cora Jane, she's three years old. But yeah, so we are, we're, we're growing the family and uh, we are officially like kind of opening the house back up for foster care. That's awesome. uh, so whatever calls we get, yeah, we'll just kind of take it case by case. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so admirable. And I think it's something awesome that you and Brandy did. Yeah. And, you know, I think about just all the other stories that you've heard of people fostering and adopting and things like that and how difficult it can be to, to just go through the highs and the highs and the lows and the lows. And so it's just incredible to hear That's, yeah. how your family is. It's a, it's a journey. What's really been cool is like, we've been pretty open about like our journey yeah. through which again, social media, uh, yeah. it's not all bad, but yeah. through that people have, have noticed and they've yeah. even, they've even done it themselves, whether it's through it's CASA incredible. or yeah. just volunteering more or becoming foster parents. So it's been really cool to like, Hey, this is bigger than us. Right. So we have a, we have a voice to be able to, right you know, right. that thing be a, be a real. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about what's like, I, I don't want to put a time frame on it, but like what's the next 10 years look like, or what's the future look like <laughs> yeah. for your business, for your family? You know, like what, what's this next season of life? You know, your, fo- your focus. For sure. So uh, I think I do lack a little clarity in there. I do have, a, I have sure. a habit of like not looking past like a certain point. So it is scary to think about, which is good and bad. Yeah. But uh, for the future me, I'm always back and forth on, on our team. Like, do I want to grow it? Do I want to keep it kind of tight knit? Right. And I, I think what I usually land on is that like the, the impact that I want to make, the bigger the impact I want to make, possibly probably have to grow the team right right? so that is a goal of mine this year is to grow the team uh and just to kind of go through the growing pains of what that looks like to to grow because we want to have a big impact on it and just kind of like pour into more people right right so uh not necessarily this is the first year where i set a goal where i'm not trying to exceed the year before in volume and transactions i just like i'm at a comfortable spot yeah i want to maintain but i want to help the others around me grow So team wise and uh, business wise, I think there's always like new opportunities that, uh, that can present themselves and, uh, kind of taking it a year at a time. But, uh, as far as family, uh, we we're, you know, we're trying to grow the family and, uh, whether it's foster care or biological, it's like, uh, we're, we're just seeing a real, real cool thing happen through, through the voice and just, um, yeah. So growth, I guess is it's the awesome. key word growth. there, yeah. you know? literally figuratively yeah. the whole yeah. deal. So well, I think this is a big part of it. Yeah. You know, this is why we're doing this is to, to, to grow ourselves, but to also grow others to help, to give back. And so uh, I'm excited to be doing this with you. Thanks for sharing all that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank all of you for being here. Um, we're excited about this. And, and I know these last two episodes is talking about just us. Just wanted to give some credibility, kind of uh, a little bit about our story, who we are. And again, we just want to thank you so much for being here. It means the world to us uh, to share to share some of this with your friends. We're really going to be diving into some topics that we feel like have been, been beneficial to us and, and helped us become who we are and who we're becoming. And so we just want to have you along for the ride with us. So just stay tuned and uh, we'll catch you next time.